if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Allow me to explain. It's free, and we all love free stuff. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many more podcast platforms. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. All right, welcome back to ECSW Podcast Network. As we get ready, we're about uh, six days away from the National Hockey League season starting once again. Uh, it's been a while. It hasn't really been, I guess, that long. I mean, uh, you know, late September, the Lightning winning the Cup, I guess it was early September. But, um, you know, it's been a few months, 56-game season. January 13th is the start date. And joining us to preview it all, as we uh, have talked multiple times in this podcast about the draft, about everything you need to know is Matthew Zader. He covers the Canucks and the Vancouver Giants and is now the head of prospects uh, in the NHL draft at the Hockey Writers. And he does other things, the Canucks Pucks podcast, all that good stuff. Matthew, uh, how's it going, man? I'm doing good. Hockey's just around the corner, so it's very exciting. Yeah, I'm pumped. I mean, you look at opening night, we're going to start out. Uh, you got a couple Canadian games. You got a few American games as well. Uh, I'll just go over real quick the games for that night and um, – you know, I know it's going to be very exciting to see both of our teams will be playing at the uh, Penguins and the Flyers at 430 Central. That'll be on NBC in the uh, in the States. You also have on NBC the Blackhawks, Lightning, the Blues, and the Avalanche. Then can the Canadian games, a great couple of matchups, and uh, the Canadians and the Leafs, and then the uh, Oilers and Canucks. So that should be a lot of fun. Uh, let me just touch on this real quick. I get your thoughts on this part of the whole thing, which is the uh, the new divisions, the realigned divisions. And it's only going to be this season because there's no way that they could do this, you know, um, after this, I would think. Just for the shortened season, it's a good thing. But, you know, starting out the North Division, which is, of course, the all-Canadian division. You have Calgary, Edmonton, Vancouver, Toronto, Ottawa, Montreal, Winnipeg. You have the West, which is a little bit controversial if you look at, you know, kind of the situations, but we won't go too far into that. You have San Jose, L.A., Vegas, Colorado, Minnesota, St. Louis, Arizona, Anaheim. The new Central is Carolina, Chicago, Columbus, Dallas, Detroit, Florida, Nashville, Tampa Bay. And then the East, which the East is going to be just a gauntlet. Those are going to be some tremendous games. Uh, Boston, Buffalo, New Jersey, the Islanders, Rangers, uh, the Flyers, Pens, and Capitals. So overall, what are your thoughts on the real line divisions and what stands out overall for you over the four? Well, it's, it's going to be interesting to watch. I mean, it's, it's just everything this season is unprecedented. We've never had these uh, divisions ever. So, I mean, an all Canadian division is probably the most exciting to me because I mean, we don't get to play the Canucks don't get to play uh, the teams out East very often. They only play them twice a year. And now they're going to be playing upwards of nine games uh, this season. So it's going to be some rivalries, some new, uh, new stuff to actually uh, debate about and, and talk about because you never play these teams. And the same thing with, with a lot of the, any of the ones that are Eastern teams playing the West. So, Hey, yeah, like you said, that uh, that East Division is going to be insane. I mean, there's so many so many great great matchups there. So uh, it's going to be exciting to watch uh, this all unfold. Yeah, for sure, it's going to be uh, pretty incredible to see. But let's go over this now. Uh, kind of the new schedule. You know, the dates are pretty tentative in terms of what's going to happen. But from now until the end of July, you have 
The season starts on January 13th. The trade deadline is scheduled for April 12th. The last day of the regular season will be May 8th. Remember, 56-game season. On May 11th is when the Stanley Cup playoffs will begin, and then July 9th is the last possible day of the Stanley Cup final. And then we get into some pretty fun stuff, which is the expansion draft with the Seattle Kraken coming in to the league. July 17th is the deadline for protection lists. There's going to be a lot of news coming uh, during that period. Uh, The expansion draft itself is on July 21st. And then two days later, you have the NHL draft. So you got that. And then the 24th will be rounds two through seven. And the RFA UFA signing period begins on uh, July 28th. What do you think about all these scheduling things? And it's going to be a pretty busy couple of weeks through the end of July, I have to have to think. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's so much going on this season and the expansion draft is just adding to the craziness because uh, there's going to be a lot of movement. I think there hasn't been a lot yet. Uh, I think a lot of teams are still trying to figure out that economic, uh, the economics of it all and the salary cap, how this is all going to go. But um, the expansion draft is going to throw a big wrench into a lot of teams plans and uh, ready saw it with a few teams of what they're going to be doing. So it's going to be interesting to see the movement, I think, as as we get to that July 17th. And it's, this is a compressed schedule, too. I mean, every team's going to be playing almost every other day. There's not going to be huge breaks like we're used to, like the All-Star break, uh, these you know these breaks that the teams have, uh, these bye weeks. There's none of that. So a lot of teams are going to have to deal with uh, some very compressed schedules. They're going to have to use – at the new taxi squad, which uh, which is also a new thing this season, so uh, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be exciting to watch. It's interesting to follow, and uh, we'll see what happens. Yeah, I'm really excited to see what the expansion draft looks like this time around. I mean, I don't think that Seattle will be able to replicate what Vegas did in their first season, but I still think you know you're paying half a billion dollars to get an NHL team. You're gonna have a pretty solid squad to begin with. Uh, if you choose, I don't know if they'll go with the veteran movement, the youth movement. I think the youth movement would be smarter based on, you know, I think a lot of teams are going to have some pretty talented young players on their expansion list, uh, non-protected, um, that, you know, some teams have a lot of young talent and you can't keep all of it at once. Plus you have guys that have no movement clauses. So it's going to be, it's going to be a hectic time in July for sure. But uh, I'm going to go over a list here of, top newcomers to these teams. And I probably forgot a couple, but you tell me a few that stick out to you. Then I'll tell you a few that stick out to me. I'm going to go over this list right now. uh, Starting with Alex Petrangelo to Vegas, Tori crew to St. Louis, Holtby and Schmidt to Vancouver, Mike Hoffman to St. Louis, Taylor Hall to Buffalo, Craig Smith to Boston, Zdeno Chara to Washington, Jacob Markstrom and Chris Tanev to Calgary, Devon Taves to Colorado, Tyson Berry to Edmonton, Tyler Toffoli and Josh Anderson to Montreal, Max Domi to Columbus, Eric Howla to Nashville, Corey Crawford to New Jersey, Evgeny Dadnov, Matt Murray and Alex Galchenyuk to Ottawa, Eric Gustafson to Philadelphia, uh, you had TJ Brody, Wayne Simmons, Joe Thornton, and Zach Bogosian to Toronto, Paul Stastny to Winnipeg, Brandon Saad to Colorado, Eric Stahl to Buffalo, Kasperi Kapanen to Pittsburgh, Ryan Donato and Devin Dubnik to San Jose, Andreas Janssen to New Jersey, and then we also saw today Sammy Votnin back to New Jersey. So what are a few that kind of stick out to you going into this season? Yeah, there, there was a lot of movement early on and uh, then a big big lull so there's not much happening for a few a couple of months but uh all that movement i think the big one alex petrangelo to vegas that uh necessitated the move to 
for Vancouver to get Nate Schmidt. So those two kind of went hand in hand. I think those two kind of really stuck out to me. Um, you know, the other movement of Marks and Matanev going to Calgary uh, as well was, is a pretty big uh, deal, especially for, for our side and the Canucks here, because it was kind of interesting to see two relatively bigger names go to the same team, especially to a rival. And then uh, to Foley going to Montreal was another one. Um, but yeah, I'd say, I'd say the biggest one was that Petrangelo deal, which kind of made some other movement possible. Um, another one that kind of sticks out is Zdeno Chara leaving Boston to go to Washington. Uh, it's going to be interesting to, to see him in another Jersey as a have for so long in Boston. So that, those are the biggest ones that kind of stuck, stuck out. Yeah, and for Char and Krug both to be gone, I think there's some serious questions about what this Boston team's going to look like this season. I mean, you already have David Pasternak's going to miss some time to start the season. Uh, Brad Marchand's clearly not healthy at this moment. You lose Chara and Krug. I mean, you know, they named Patrice Bergeron the captain of the team today, which was the 100% obvious move. Yeah. Um, and, and this blue line is very interesting. You got McAvoy there, Grizzlick's a stud. Uh, Grizzlick, I mean, a lot of people talked about his offense a couple seasons ago. He's really just a defensive. I mean, he's everywhere. He's very good defensively, but Carlos there, you have Lausanne there, but there's some questions about that blue line. I mean, they're losing offense with Krug and they're losing true leadership and a guy that is, you know, six foot eight or six foot nine or whatever, and can really make some differences when you get deeper uh, into the season. But Boston's blue line is a huge question going into the season. And I don't even know if Boston's going to be able to make it through that gauntlet of the East and make the playoffs. I think it's going to be a close call. We'll get to divisional picks here in a moment, but another one that really stood out to me, stood out to me is Corey Crawford going to New Jersey. I think Corey Crawford still got something left in the tank and he's going to be playing you know, behind a very young team, which he had been in Chicago, but of course, Chicago still had some veteran uh, leaders plus a superstar in Kane. But, you know, I'm not, I think Blackwood and Crawford could be a really good tandem. And I think that could get them, you know, to a respectable position to where they're not in the playoffs, but fairly close and closer than they were last season. And then I'd say the other one that uh, stood out to me, I would say, is uh, Taylor Hall to Buffalo. You know, you put him yeah. on that top line with Jack Eichel. I think they're going to do a lot of good things. And, hey, you never know. Maybe Taylor Hall is a big season and signs long-term in Buffalo. We'll see. But uh, those are kind of the ones that stood out to me. And then I guess one more that I could throw out there, uh, just Colorado getting Brandon Sada and Devon Taves to add yeah. to a loaded team. I mean, the, the Avalanche are going to be very, very good this season. And that Western uh, division is going to be interesting to see the teams at the top. It's it's kind of top-heavy. But let's start divisional picks. Um who do you like to make the playoffs? Because the playoff format this year, you have top four teams in each division, seed them one through f- one versus four, two versus three, that kind of thing is how they're going to do that. But who do you like to make the playoffs in the North division out of these seven Canadian teams? Four of them make it. Who do you like? Well, I'm my four, Toronto, Vancouver, Montreal, and Calgary. I, I think, I think Toronto is kind of the toast of the division there. Uh, Canucks are going to surprise a lot of people. I think this year, everyone's kind of thinking that they're not going to have a big chance, but uh, I think they're, they're still pretty good, even though they lost a couple of players, but uh, yeah, Toronto, Canucks, uh, Montreal and Calgary are my four for the North. Yeah. I I like the same, except I would throw in, um, I like Toronto, Edmonton, Vancouver, Montreal. So no Calgary. I just think that, you know, I think Calgary is a team that has a lot of talent and they're good up front. They have good offensive players. You know, you look at Gaudreau and you look at, you know, um, Kachuk. But I just think that Montreal is doing something there that 
they now have a guy behind Carey Price and Jake Allen that can mm. play and get more reps. And I think they did some – I mean, Toffoli's a good player. Uh, I don't know how Josh Anderson's going to work out there. That'll be interesting to see. I mean, he did sign long-term, um, and that should be uh, something to look out for. But uh, Edmonton, I think, will make it because, you know, you look at Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl. If they're healthy, there's really no reason for Edmonton not to make it. Plus, you add another element to that power play with Tyson Berry. I think Tyson Berry is due to have a big bounce back. He didn't fit in Toronto. I think he'll fit very well in Edmonton. I know they're missing guys in the back end, Clefbaum being the big one, but um, I think Edmonton should be able to get in. I would say uh, Toronto is going to win the, the North. Um, I would say Edmonton, Vancouver, and Montreal after that. But uh, looking at Vancouver, and I know you know them very well, I think Braden Holtby is due for a bounce back year. I think him and Barry are both guys that I could see having a bounce back year because you look at what happened in Washington last year. Um, their decor wasn't the best defensively. And I think the Canucks, even with losing Tanev, I think they're still good enough on the back end. They play a different style that I think could suit uh, well in front of Holpe. So I think they'll have a better season. I think that Markstrom, I don't know if he's going to, I think he's going to have a little bit of a step down this year. Uh, I still think he's going to be a good goaltender top 15, but I think Calgary's just going to miss and Montreal's going to edge him out. So uh, let's go to the West. Who do you like in the West? Well, uh, the Avalanche is going to win the division there. Uh, I got uh, Colorado, Vegas, St. Louis, and Minnesota uh, making the playoffs there. And, uh, you know, St. Louis adding Tori Krug, even though they lost Petrangelo, uh, is still a real formidable team uh, there in Vegas. We saw what they did in the playoffs uh, to a lot of teams, to the Canucks. Um, and then they add Petrangelo too. So it's they're going to be making the playoffs. And Minnesota, I think, uh, improved – uh, this season too, um, with what they're adding. So I think they're going to make it out of the other teams there. Yeah. I have the same four. I would order it Colorado, St. Louis, Vegas, Minnesota. I think Vegas is kind of like within the next three years, I think they're going to win a cup. Um, I know they have a lot of cap issues, but they have players in that team that are locked up long-term that are championship pedigree caliber types. I know Mark Stone hasn't won one yet. He's the type of guy, the Ryan O'Reilly, the Patrice Bergeron type that, can help you win games. We saw Petrangelo was the catalyst on the back end for the Blues in the Stanley Cup run. Um, you know, I think Pacioretty's kind of like that as well. If he sticks around, I don't know how much longer he'll be there, but they have the goaltending too. You look at Leonard and Fleury. Uh, I mean, that's the best duo in the league, I would say. Um, and I don't know if it's really that close. Uh, Minnesota, I think they will get in. I know goaltending is probably going to be a big question for them, but they have so many guys in the back end that can make a difference. Plus, we'll see if, uh, you know, Kaprizov is the, is the real deal. Uh, they have good enough forward group to where I think they'll be good. Uh, and then after that, I would say, looking at the teams that I don't have making it, I think San Jose is going to have a better season, but I think they're going to come up just short. But if I were to pick a team other than Minnesota to make this, because I think the top three should get in pretty easily, um, it would probably be San Jose. But Arizona is in trouble. L.A. is going to be fun to watch with all the young talent. I don't think they're good enough yet. Anaheim, kind of the same thing, but uh, we do have the same four there. What about the Central, which is tough because there's a lot of, uh, you know, middle-of-the-road teams, and there's a couple of really good teams in this Central. Yeah, that's going to be an interesting one. I uh, I have Tampa Bay winning it, uh, the division, with um, uh, Carolina, Dallas, and Columbus rounding it out. Uh, but, I mean, there could be – I mean, Nashville could have a bounce-back season. Chicago could surprise. I mean – and Florida added a few pieces, but I think they, they lost quite a bit. I don't think they're going to be making it. 
And Detroit is just a, they're very young team still. Uh, they did add a couple things, but I don't think they're good enough to be making any noise there, but I got, yeah, Tampa, Carolina, Dallas, and Columbus uh, making it, but it could change for sure. Yeah, I would also say Tampa wins this. Even without Kucherov, I still like them. They're so loaded. Being able to keep Sergeyev and Sorelli is absolutely huge. Um, and getting Sorelli at that price is absurd. I think he's just so good. Um, but I would say Dallas second, Nashville third, Carolina fourth. I really wanted to have Columbus in here, but um, – you know, I think that they kind of overachieved last season. I know they brought in Domi, and I know they have good guys in the back end like Wierenski and Jones, uh, but I think their goaltenders aren't going to be able to replicate what they did last season, to be honest. I just don't think it's enough. And for Florida, I mean, they lose Hoffman, they lose Dadnov. Uh, they're going to have to be a team that has Bobrovsky playing at his peak to make the playoffs. Um, I just think that it's just such a weird team. I mean, they have a lot of studs. Huberto's a stud. Barkov's a stud. You look at the back end, Ekblad and Yandel are good. Um, but I just think the Bobrovsky's going to have to be playing to a level we haven't seen him play in a couple of seasons for them to make it. And then, yeah, Chicago and Detroit. I just think that Chicago's goaltending is not going to be able to do enough to get them to the playoffs. I think they'll be, you know, solid. Uh, I don't know when Taves is going to play. Um, you know, they trade sod out, they bring in some guys, but then Detroit, like you said, just so young, I think they're a couple, couple years away, but, um, yeah, we go Tampa Bay, Dallas, Nashville, Carolina as my four. I didn't really touch on the Canes there, but I think that they're, um, going to be an interesting team. I think it's going to be Carolina and Columbus are going to be like really, really, really close to each other. And I, I just think Carolina is going to come out on top. We'll see. Uh, what do you think about the East? Cause the East is the hardest division to predict because there's so many good teams in this division. Yeah, I that's that's for sure. I mean, I had a hard time picking the four in this one. I got I got Philadelphia winning the the division there. Uh, Washington Rangers and Pittsburgh rounding it out. Um, I like you you touched on earlier about Boston. I don't think I think they're taking a step back this season. Uh, just so many different question marks that I'm not sure if they're be able to um, you know with the loss of, of Chara and Krug, it's gonna be huge. Uh, on their back end. Uh, I'm not sure they're going to be able to bounce back from that. And Islanders, even though they're surprised at this past season, I think they're just going to, they may make it, but uh, yeah, like this, this division is so hard. Buffalo could surprise and come in and New Jersey too. So, uh, but I've got, yeah, the Pitt, Pittsburgh Rangers, uh, Capitals and Flyers there. Yeah. We have the same four, I would say Philadelphia, Washington, Pittsburgh and the Rangers, uh, we agree on Boston. I just think – I know it's it could be the last ride for Tuka Rask. I don't know if – I, I kind of get the sense that maybe he'll retire after this season. Um, so they probably want to win for him, but it's going to be really hard in this division. The Islanders are good, uh, but they lose Taves. Barzell's still not signed. I'm sure he'll be back, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matt Martin's back there. I think he's a perfect player for that team. Um, but I just think the Islanders have overachieved the last two seasons. I don't know if they have enough scoring to get through a shortened season like this where you can't really – you know, grind teams down every single night and be successful when you're playing that many games in a short span of time. Um, Buffalo, New Jersey, I think Buffalo is going to be pretty good, but I just think this division is so hard that it's going to be really hard for them to actually get over the hump and get to a playoff spot. But I think they'll be really good a couple of years from now. And as far as the Rangers go, I think a lot of people are going to pick them to make it and they should, but even if they don't make it, you look at how much young talent is on this Rangers team. I mean, they're going to make some serious noise when the time comes and they're in the playoffs. Uh, I think that's just a lock. Uh, Washington, 
I think this is a, a big year for them. Last couple of years, they've been knocked out early in the postseason after winning the Stanley Cup in 2018. Uh, Chara's just another – I mean, they have probably the biggest group of veteran leaders on a team. Backstrom, yeah. Ovechkin, Chara, Carlson's a veteran at this point, plus young talent. I mean, Kuznetsov is still young. Vrana's young. Also, TJ Oshie's on this team as well. This could be his last ride. I don't know if Seattle's going to take him. That could happen down the road. Um, but I think they'll make it, even though their goaltending might be a bit of a question. I know with the Henrik Lundqvist situation, which is super unfortunate, we uh, wish him well. Um, and then Pittsburgh, uh, this is one of their last rides too. I don't know how many years is left in this team, but they have some good additions. Kapanen coming in, uh, you know, Brandon Tanev being there. Crosby is still there, Malkin, all those guys. So I think Pittsburgh will get in. So let's go ahead and go to playoff predictions, uh, how we line them up. I think we had mostly the same playoff teams. But in the uh, North Division, my round one is Toronto, Montreal, Edmonton, Vancouver. And I'm going to go with Toronto over Montreal in six and Edmonton over Vancouver in seven, which is hard because – I think the Oilers, uh, it's going to be hard for them to beat Vancouver in a seven-game series. But I just have a weird feeling that it's about time that McDavid and Dreisett will win around and get going towards at least making some sort of a run. But I would say Toronto over Montreal in six, Edmonton over Vancouver in seven for me. Yeah, mine is uh, different because I didn't have Edmonton in there. But uh, I have uh, Toronto and Calgary in the first round. Uh, Toronto's going to take that in five. I think they're just a much stronger team. Um, Vancouver, Montreal, which was, if that actually happens, what an insane series that would be yeah. uh, for just the fan base. Um, but I'm going with Canucks in seven at that one. And uh, yeah, those those would be the matchups. Montreal is going to be a very hard team yeah. to beat in the playoffs if they get in because they're kind of a, a combination of young talent and speed, but they have toughness. I mean, you look at what they did in the playoffs last year, getting there, beating Pittsburgh, and then getting in. They played some pretty good games against Philadelphia as well. So if Montreal gets in, I could see them taking a round, but it really depends on the matchup. Uh, let's go to round one in the West Division. I have Colorado versus Minnesota. I would take Colorado in five. I just think they're a lot better than Minnesota. I really don't think it's close. Um, and then St. Louis, Vegas. This would be a hell of a series. You got Petrangelo facing his former team. And honestly, I think it's about time that Vegas goes down in the first round. It might sound biased, but I'd take the Blues right. in seven in that one. I think the Blues are – not going to respond well to losing in the first round last season. And I would take them in seven. So I'd say Colorado over Minnesota in five, St. Louis over Vegas in seven. Yeah. Same matchup. So uh, Colorado, Minnesota, I have Colorado sweeping that series. I don't think Minnesota has much of a, you know, poses much of a challenge to that, to the avalanche at all. Uh, Vegas, St. Louis, I've got the other way. I got Vegas in seven. I just think they have that. I don't know. It's some kind of an X factor that uh, they seem to have. Um, I think, but it's going to be a tight series if that if that actually happens. All right, let's go to the Central. I have Tampa Bay and Carolina. I take Tampa Bay in six. Carolina, they they'll play you tough in the playoffs. Um, you know, they they played pretty tough against Boston. They smoked the Rangers in the uh, qualifying round last year. Uh, I would take Tampa Bay in six. Then Dallas Nashville rematch of uh, 2019 round one, which I believe Dallas won in six. Um, but I would actually go with uh, Nashville and seven in this one. I, I just think the Predators, you know, it's kind of one of their last runs. I know they got young goaltending, Askarov coming in in a couple seasons, but, um, you know, that team's still got a lot of talent. They brought Granlin back. They still have – they uh, they brought in Howla 
from uh, free agency. So I think they're good enough to win a round. I would take uh, Nashville over Dallas in seven, Tampa over Carolina in six. So, yeah, I've got uh, Tampa uh, over Columbus in six. Uh, I think just Tampa Bay is such a strong team, even though they did uh, lose, uh, a, you know, a couple of players and they still got an uh, insane team to play, to uh, repeat um, in the playoffs there. And uh, Carolina and Dallas, I got Dallas in seven in that one. Uh, Dallas is still a relatively strong team. They didn't really lose a lot this offseason. Um, yeah, those are my two coming out. Yeah, that would be Tampa Columbus for the third straight season. That would just yeah. you keep building that one up. And uh, you know, last season was one way, this was the other way. Maybe Columbus does it again. I doubt it, but uh that would be interesting. Uh East Division. This is gonna be where the real like when you're thinking about what when you watch the playoffs this year, the East Division first couple rounds is gonna be just so fun to watch no matter who it is it could be anybody but that division has so much star power and so many really good teams and complete teams Uh, I have Philadelphia versus the Rangers this is tough I think the Rangers will make some noise but I think Philly edges them in seven with a huge battle between Shesterkin and Hart which would be fun to watch Uh, then Washington Pittsburgh this is a hard one Crosby Ovechkin uh, usually this has gone to Pittsburgh in the past. Last time it went down, it was Washington winning it. I think they win this one in six. I think Washington is going to surprise some people. So uh, Washington over Pittsburgh in six, Philly over the New York Rangers in seven. So I got Philadelphia and Pittsburgh in the first round there. Philadelphia is going to take that in six. I think they're a stronger team than Pittsburgh um, overall. And then uh, Washington and the Rangers, uh, that's going to be an interesting series. I go Washington in seven, but that's going to be – uh, tight with uh, the amount of talent that the Rangers have, even though they're so much, so many players, so many young players and young, uh, young talent there. So I go Washington though. I think they're going to edge them out. Yeah. Honestly, I would put the Rangers top six with almost anybody um, yeah. when they're playing they you got Panarin, Zabinajad, Kreider, Capo uh, Caco seems to be coming into his own Um you could throw anyone else they have. I mean, Lafreniere could play in there. I mean, it's just, it's ridiculous how much young talent they have and really a, the perfect rebuild for them. And they, they've done a really good job, but uh, now we go to the North round two. I have Toronto Edmonton. This would be a hell of a series. You got Austin Matthews, John Tavares, Mitch Marner, Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl, Jesse Pugliarvi. If he's going to come back and play, we'll see if he, if he does anything for them. But uh, I just think goaltending kind of wins this one. Freddie Anderson's better than whatever Edmonton's going to have in there. So I'd take Toronto and seven over Edmonton in round two. So I've got Toronto and Vancouver in, uh, in that round two. And what an insane matchup that would be if that actually uh, happened, which hasn't happened in since I think 94 was the last time Toronto and Vancouver actually met in the playoffs. Uh, and I, I'm going Toronto in seven though, even though uh, I am a Canucks fan, I am, I do cover the Canucks. I, I just think Toronto has a stronger team than the Canucks, but it's going to be a tight series and Maple Leafs will probably are going to be taking it in seven there. Uh, the West Colorado and St. Louis it, as a blues fan, if this happened, I just don't think the blues have enough to keep up. I think the blues, uh, this would this would be where they would beat them in a playoff series to be able to grind them down. But I just think the Avalanche are so loaded this year. And I would take the Avalanche in six in this one um, over the Blues. I just think that there's too much to handle for the Blues in a series. But uh, they would the only way to win this, if you're St. Louis, is to kind of grind them down and get them, get them, you know, 
off their game early in the series. And it's just really hard to do against a team of that caliber. Um, the central division, the, uh, excuse me, the West, what do you have? So I got, yeah, Colorado and Vegas in that and Colorado in seven, because I think just Colorado is just such a, a complete team. I think, and I think it's their time, even though they, they did take a, a bit, I think, I think last, this last playoffs was kind of an, a bit of a blip on the radar for them. I think they were just so injured in those playoffs. I think they're going to bounce back this year and actually uh, complete a few rounds. And yeah, I think Colorado's taking that one. All right. Uh, Central division. I have Tampa Bay, Nashville, give me Tampa and six. I think Tampa Bay is way too much to handle for Nashville. Um, and I think that, you know, if Stamkos is healthy, if they do get Kucherov back, you still have point, you still have all the depth. They really haven't lost much at all. Um, and they still have those guys you need to win a cup, which is Maroon and Luke Shin, the back end. And, you know, Hedman is going to do what Hedman does. Sergachev's going to grow more. Vasilevsky's a good goaltender. So I would take Tampa and six. I'd honestly be surprised if it was seven. I think if this game could be a sweep, it could be five, but I just think Tampa is a little too much to handle for Nashville. Yeah, so I got Tampa and Dallas uh, in that uh, round two. So, but I'm I'm going. This is a rematch of the Stanley Cup Finals too. So, but Tampa Bay in seven, uh, taking them out. And uh, I think still Tampa Bay is just a stronger team over Dallas. And uh, yeah, Tampa in seven. All right, East Division. I have Philadelphia, Washington. Give me the uh, the Capitals in seven. I think the Capitals are going to make a little bit of a run uh, this time around. And uh, I just think that, you know. Goaltending is a question for them. I get that. Um, but Samsonov, I think, can do it. I think he can do it. He's got enough talent in front of him. You know, they have a lot of really good players in this team. And uh, as much as I want to see Carter Hart and the Flyers, you know, make a deep run, even though I don't really care for them that much, but I think Carter Hart's due to make some sort of a run at some point, I would take the uh, Capitals in seven. I've got the other way around. I got Philly in six. I think Carter Hart's just—he's just a stud of a goaltender. I think he's going to be—he's going to be, yeah, he's going to be awesome this year and uh, carry them, carry them really far. Yeah, we'll see what uh, Peter Laviolette can do in his first season with the Capitals uh, Conference Finals. So they reseed for this. So I, since I have Toronto as number one in the North, I think the. Uh, the Maple Leafs will have more points than the rest of these teams that I have in the conference finals. So it would be Toronto versus Washington for me um, in the first matchup, my one versus four. So if it's my one versus four, Toronto and Washington, I have the Maple Leafs in seven. I think they're finally going to make it to the Stanley cup final. I think people are going to go crazy. Um, And I think uh, Toronto edges Washington in seven. I've got Toronto and Philly in that one and Toronto in seven for that one. Uh, again, Toronto's just, I think, improved a lot this offseason. And uh, they finally addressed their defense, which is their biggest question mark, I think, for the last few seasons. And I think they're going to be edging up uh, the Flyers there. Yeah, and for the Maple Leafs, they, they did a thing where it's like they got the type of players that you need to win a cup, okay? They got TJ Brody in the back end. They addressed the defense, like you said. They got Wayne Simmons a big third or fourth line guy that's going to mix it up and be physical. 
Joe Thornton in it, at this stage in his career is a perfect guy to have in the bottom six as well. And then Zach Bogosian, he was on that Tampa Bay team last year. He may not be living up to the level of what his draft pick was, but he's the type of player, that big physical guy that you need to go deep. And Toronto's been lacking that. They didn't have enough of it. Muzzin got hurt in the postseason last year. Um, Kyle Clifford's now gone. They got the type of players that you need to make a run. And that's why I think both of us, have them going to the Stanley Cup final. So we'll see. Uh, my two and three is Colorado-Tampa, and this would just be an absurdly good series. I mean, this is the type of series that everybody's going to be locked into. This would be so good. And I think it would go seven, and I think Colorado would win it. Yeah, I have the same. I, I wanted to see that matchup so bad this past playoffs, and what an exciting series that would be. And I really hope that happens. There's so much speed, skill, uh, everything you want in a, in a – playoff series and uh, I've got Colorado edging Tampa in seven because I think they're just just have that extra extra bit to to get over the hump yeah and the fact that we can get that in the conference finals is uh weird but cool I guess I would say <laughs> uh, but we're set up now we have the same Stanley Cup final it appears Colorado Toronto and um as great as it would be for Canada for most Canadians, I mean, there's probably a lot of people that don't like the Leafs there. I mean, I don't know uh, how that whole thing goes, but as great as it would be for the uh, country, have the team in the Stanley Cup final, have a team with a chance to win a cup for the first time in forever. Um, I like Colorado in that series in six games. I just think the Avalanche are so stacked. I think their time is now. And my con Smythe winner would be Nathan McKinnon, who I think is just going to go off in the postseason. He's the type of superstar kind of like Sidney Crosby that can do it all and knows how to win. And I think his time is now with the talent they have. I think Colorado wins the Stanley cup in six games and the cons might is Nathan McKinnon. Yeah, I've got the abs in seven in that one. And uh, I was between Nathan McKinnon and uh, Kale McCarr because I mean, there's so much stud defenseman that they're going to be having. We're talking in the world juniors of how many guys they have coming up and I, but yeah, Nathan McKinnon's, probably going to win that con smite like you said he's he's just a superstar he, he lights up every time he's on the ice you notice him almost every shift and i think he's one yeah to take over a series take over and i think he's going to be really angry coming out uh being getting taken out of the playoffs so early this past uh playoff round so i think he's going to go off and be that superstar like we we all know he can be yeah and uh you know I, I just think it's unfair that they have Bo and Byram in that system. Yeah. I mean, that is just ridiculous. Uh, plus, they already have McCarr. I mean, it's just Joe Sackick has done an unreal job with that team. I mean, he's done so well. I know a couple of years ago, people didn't think that he was doing a good job or wasn't a good general manager. Well, he's proven at this point that he knows how to, you know, build a winner. And you look at his drafts, you look at the trades he made, even this offseason, he made probably two of the top five trades. Uh, Brandon Saad, and Devon Taves and he didn't give up much and he got the deals done so I'm very impressed with what he's done I mean he's a Hall of Fame player and he's looking out he's looking like he's a you know upper echelon GM so we both have the Avalanche winning the cup and I won't pat my own back but I had Tampa winning last year I know that was an obvious pick for a lot of people but preseason I did pick Tampa over Vegas I was close to getting both teams I know Dallas beat Vegas in the conference final, but let's finish this off with regular season awards. We'll, we'll go over the heart, the art Ross, Norris, Calder, Vesna, Maurice, Richard, Selkie, and Jack Adams. These are hard, uh, but I'm going to say 
my heart and my art Ross is going to be the same guy. And that's Nathan McKinnon. I know I have him winning the consmite. I think it's going to be a big year for him. He keeps getting better. Like you said, you notice him every time he's out there on the ice. Uh, so my heart winner is Nathan McKinnon, as well as my art Ross for leading the, the league in points who you got for your heart and uh, your art Ross. Uh, same. I mean, I, I got, I had Nathan McKinnon, uh, the heart and art Ross there. And with the amount of talent that the avalanche have and, with him centering that uh, lethal top line, it's it's going to be a hell of a season for him. And he just keeps getting better every time you see him. And it's just amazing. His speed, his skill, his hockey IQ, it, you can go on and on about him. So, I, yeah, our hard and our roster for me as well. Uh, the Norris Trophy, I think this guy has been so close for years. Last year he got the closest he's ever gotten, even though he's on a new team. He's playing on a team with uh, top six and de- defensive pairing uh, mates that are just as good as he had in St. Louis. I think Alex Petrangelo is due to win a Norris, and he's got the guys around him to score the points and the winning culture and club to do it. I think he finally gets his first Norris, and I'd be thrilled for him. I know he left the Blues, and some people might not like him for some reason. I mean, he led him to their first cup, so I'm going to like the guy forever, but I think he's due uh, Alex Petrangelo to win the Norris. Who you got? I, this may sound a little biased, but I, I'm going Quinn Hughes for he's the Norris well. this year. And uh, he's just he's just amazing. And, and every year, like the just his rookie season, he was insane. And he actually, I believe he actually had some votes for the Norris. So it's he's he's gotten stronger this season. We already saw in training camp, he's gotten stronger. And uh, I think he learned a lot in the playoffs. And he's going to be coming coming into this season uh, hot, I think. And it may not be uh, – it may be a little bit of a bold prediction, but uh, I have Quinn Hughes there. I think a lot of people are going to pick him to uh, win it as well. I've seen already a couple do it. But, um, yeah, I'd be thrilled for anybody to win it, uh, even, you know, even uh, Quinn Hughes. I know the Canucks took down the Blues, but I don't hate him. I don't. You know, it's uh, – you know, it's it's hockey. It's one of those things. But uh, Calder Trophy, and I know it may seem like, you know, weird to just always go with the number one pick, but I just think that Alexi Lafreniere is so good, and he's going to be on a good team. I mean, this is a different time, right? The New York Rangers getting the number one pick, they're already a really good team, and he's going to go into that situation. I think he's going to thrive. He's probably going to play top six minutes, and he's so good already. We saw it in the World Juniors last year. Uh, he's a stud. I think Lafreniere is going to win the Calder. I got uh, Tim Stutzla uh, going for the Calder there. I Even though he's on a – I mean, Ottawa's could be a team that could surprise a lot of people. They've had – they did make some additions that uh, could work out. And you saw in the World Juniors how much he can take over a game and how much he can take over a shift. And I think uh, Stutzla is going to be right neck and neck with Lafreniere uh, with the Calder this year. The amount of young studs, you know, like guys that are under 21 that we're going to see this season is going to be a lot of fun to watch for sure. Uh, Another young guy and the guy that you mentioned earlier, my Vesna winner is Carter Hart of the Philadelphia Flyers. Like I mentioned, I think he's going to lead them into the second round. I think he's going to lead them to winning the East division. Uh, He's a stud. He's arrived last year. He was great. He's just getting better. I think uh, Carter Hart wins his first Vesna at a very young age too. Yeah, we're on the same page with that one too. I, I've, like I said before about Carter Hart, and you saw, you saw the potential he already has uh, to be that number one uh, franchise goaltender, and I think uh, he's going to just continue that uh, from his playoff performance. 
uh, he was in, already insane. I think, I think he's going to have a hell of a season. And uh, yeah, Carter Hart for the Vesna for sure. Uh, the Maurice Richard, and it's easy to just say Ovechkin's going to win it every year. I could see him winning it again, but I think a team that's going to win the North and a player that's going to shine and score a lot of goals. I don't know how many goals we're expecting uh, the top guy to score in 56 games, but uh, I think Austin Matthews is going to win his, uh, the Maurice Richard trophy. He's got a better shot than a lot of the guys in the league. He's got a top five shot in the league. So I think he's going to score a lot of goals. Um, so give me Austin Matthews to win the uh, Maurice Richard. This may sound like uh, just I'm going to pick Alex Ovechkin because I think he's probably angry that he couldn't score more goals last season uh, because of the pandemic and all that, because he wants to, he wants to catch Gretzky's uh, record. So I think he's going to be really motivated this season to kind of catch up uh, on what he could have done last season. I think Ovechkin's winning it again. How many do you think, how many do you think he'll score in a 56 game season approximately? Hmm. I mean, I think he could flirt with 35, 40. Uh, I mean, it's, it's possible. He does do those, that run where he scores hat tricks in like two, three weeks. And I think he can definitely hit that, uh, that type of pace. Yeah, I can see that too. That should be very interesting. Uh, that East division, it's going to be something to watch every single night. Uh, Selkie, I'm going to go with a different guy. Well, I can see O'Reilly winning it. I can see Stone winning it. I can see Ber- Bergeron winning it. A guy that I think is a top five two-way forward in the league and could be number one in a couple of years, and he might even be number one now, Anthony Sorelli. And he's going to have an opportunity to probably play more minutes and score more points with Kucherov on the shelf for a little bit. Sorelli is a stud both ways. I think people are starting to realize it. Like last year, Sean Couturier winning it. People didn't realize, and it took a couple of years to realize how freaking good that guy was in on both uh, in all three zones. So I'm going to say Sorelli wins his first Selkie. Who you got for the Selkie? Yeah, I was between uh, Sorelli and Bergeron. I ultimately picked picked Bergeron, but uh, Sorelli is going to be one of those guys that's going to, you know, once Bergeron retires, he's going to be the one winning ones every season. But I think Bergeron's still the the toast of of the league in that category. He didn't win it last season, but I think Bergeron's uh, got this one again. Especially he's been named captain. He's going to be uh, extra motivated to lead his team. So I think uh, Bergeron's going to win his uh, win another one. All right, finally, the Jack Adams for the Coach of the Year. I'm going to go with Claude Julien leading the Montreal Canadiens to the postseason. I know they made it last year, but that was a little bit different. This year would be, you know, regular season win and in. Uh, a couple other guys, based on my predictions, that I could see winning it. Um, you know, I could see a scenario where, uh, you know, a coach like uh, Quinn in New York wins it. I could see that happening. Um but I think ultimately they kind of look at teams that are not the greatest rosters and you lead them to the postseason, or you lead them to a great season. I could see them getting it. Um, but I think that Claude Julian, if he gets that team in the playoffs, I think he's got a good shot at it. We'll see. And then another guy that I would probably take a look at would be John Hines with the predators, getting them back in possibly um, that could happen. And the other one that would probably have a good shot as well if they made the playoffs, which is Minnesota wild coach Dean Evison. He could have a chance as well, but I would go with Claude Julian to win it. Uh, the Jack Adams. Well, I've got Travis green winning it uh, this year. I think uh, 
he learned a lot in the playoffs and you saw him kind of adjust his thinking and, and this season already in training camp, he's already kind of adjusting what he usually does. He doesn't usually put rookies in, you know, key positions. He's already got Niels Hoglander with Farvad uh, and Pearson. Looks like he may start the season with the team and that's not a usual thing that green does. So I think he's adjusted his thinking and, and he's already, he already kind of changed what, what his coaching style has been over the years. And I think he's coming to his own and hopefully the Canucks can re-sign him to an extension, but I, I have Travis Green winning the Jack Adams this year. Hoglander's a, a player that I'm excited to see. I think he's a stud and he's got all the makings to be a really, really good top six forward. So that should be interesting. Um, we'll see, but it all starts in six days, man. Uh, can't wait for it to start. And uh, hopefully we'll talk again soon. Thank you for joining. Uh, that's Matthew Zader, the, NHL uh, draft writer, head of prospects in the NHL draft, covers the Canucks, the Vancouver Giants. For the Hockey Riders, host of the Canucks Bucks podcast. Uh, uh, Matthew, thanks for joining. We'll talk again soon. Yeah, it's, it's going to be exciting, and it's just around the corner. So uh, hockey's back, and uh, can't be more excited, so for sure. Yep, six days away, and uh, that should be fun.